Assert authority over this entire program with the buzzer here. Sorry, sorry, like that. Sorry. The first uh, round is called Awful. <laughs> <laughs> first round is called All Keyed Up. In this round, one team sings the first line of a song, and then David Lee raises the key, and the other team sings the next line, and the then the raised again, and so on. No, we see who goes into orbit first. <laughs> the question is this lovely song called More. now around this plate at the end of the program in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the historian's ball the historian's oh. ball and on now with bated breath to the next round which is the ad lib poet <laughs> as you know each team member has to uh, uh, make up a, a line to follow the line that I'll give them they must keep going till I press the buzzer and then a member of the opposite team take over and this goes on forever Thanks. Now, the opening line, which I'm going to give to Tim Brooke Taylor. Good evening, Hump, and good night. And your line is, as dawn stole o'er the mountaintop, the, the revels died away. As dawn stole, stole o'er, o'er the, the mountaintop, mountaintop <laughs> the revels died away. <laughs> this was a bad time for dawn. For she... It's <laughs> not a very good job for you, either. I failed to pay. The bill she'd failed to pay, I tell. <laughs> Was at the grocery shop. <laughs> Run by Jemiah Grizzlewold. <laughs> who's lost it would not stop. Come here, young Dawn, he used to shout. When air she entered there. Come here, young Dawn, and let me look at your... <laughs> your long auburn hair. <laughs> I've got King Edward's ear, he cried. <laughs> and riches beyond dreams. But Dawn would... But Dawn would not... But Dawn would... Richard, you're not in the middle of a line. But Dawn would not... That'll teach you to criticise <laughs> But Dawn would not... Wouldn't she? No. 
They were to John the would not. And so he said, all right, I'll go to... What was the rhyme? Queen. I'll Green. go to... Queens. No. Oh. Queens. Dreams. 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 I'll go to Jeems. Jeem. Jeems, that's the present. What? Reams in France. I'll go to Reams. I'll go to... Yes, can he go to Reams, please? Yes. <laughs> I've gone to Reams. Go to Reams. I've gone to Reams. On second thought, I'll not. <laughs> I'll visit all my nieces. And so, instead of going to Reams, the poor man went to pieces. <laughs> when I say to pieces, I don't mean in little bits. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Bits. Oh. I mean great large and lumpy things. <laughs> yes, Barry. He was having one of his fits. <laughs> oh, how he seethed and sweated there and rolled upon the floor and then got up and then fell down and rushed out of the door and ran down. And ran down to the park, he ran. And to the park he went. And people didn't go blimey, I think that's good. <laughs> what? Bent. I don't want to say it too loud. It's a bit risky. I think that fella's bent. He shouted, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, no. No, 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 no. Conclusion. I think that's an artistic conclusion. Like it to be made absolutely clear that I press the buzzer there on compassionate grounds. Word for word is the name of this next round. And in this round, one of the members of the team says a word, which I will, uh, or rather, I will give an, an initial word. One member of a team says a word which must be totally unconnected with it, and he, his partner must then continue in that vein. And the other team may challenge at any time and try and prove a connection between the words. We'll start now with uh, Graham and Barry, and the word I'm going to start you off with, Graham, is bug. Bug. Papoose. Melon. Disgruntled. Antlers. Artichoke. Boot. Him. Sherpa. What? Sherpa. Sherpa. Mount Everest. Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, according to my lights here, you've challenged yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you impressed about it, did you? I did, yes. I can see yes. some connection. <laughs> right, what's the, what's the, um, what possible uh, challenge could you put to that? Just the correct one, Hunt. About Sherpa tensing and the coronation. No, about uh, Mount Everest and uh, the boot. Uh, Sherpa tensing wore a boot when he... No, he didn't. He, he wore two. I'm he sorry. Crowned the, he crowned the queen with a boot. Well, he, did, he actually That's wore antlers as well, so I will give you that. I'll start you off. Gentlemen of taste and discretion. I'll start time. you off uh, now, Tim, and your word is grope. Sorry, boss. Grope. Grope. 
Grope. Grope, as in the back row. Grope. It's all coming out the house. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, foot. Lamp. Wallaby. Light. Light, that was still. Parachute. Skirt. Egg. Microphone. Mutton chop. Plate. Brazier. Challenge from Graham Garden. Graham, what's your challenge? Um, I regret it now, because Brazier might have been interesting. <laughs> but in all seriousness, mutton chop and plate, I think there is a connection between them. They're both famous strip cartoon mm. characters. <laughs> yes, all right, I'll give you that. And, uh, I'm going to ask your partner, oh, Barry, now, to start with the word Swede. Ice pick. Pentateuch. Theodolite. <laughs> Challenge oh, there. I don't know what Billard. either of the last two <laughs> words mean. Well, I gave you that, uh, but... And I do, so there's another yeah, connection. Eleven shows ago, so no reason why I shouldn't give it to you again. Yes. Okay. So, Bill Oddie, will you start with fertilizer? Good way to start. <laughs> fertilizer. Have I done it wrong? Yes, your partner challenged him. Yeah. Yeah. What's your challenge, Tim? He's talking a lot of rubbish. <laughs> Very tired. What? Well, I'm topping up the score for that round. We've gone to the next one. And in this round, uh, I want one of the members of the team to make up a bedtime story. And for me, not a moment too soon. From time to time, he'll give his partner a signal for a suitable sound effect to reinforce the dramatic effect of the narrative. For extra excitement, the person doing the effects will be wearing headphones padded with cotton wool to prevent him hearing the story. You come out... Bill and Tim, will you come out front, please? Tim, you're going to tell the story, and Bill, you're going to stand out front with the headphones on. Yeah. All right, Tim, start the story, will you? Once upon a time, there was a little dormouse called Ben. He was a sweet little dormouse. He had a little twitchy nose that went... that went pitter-patter, pitter-patter, pitter-patter whenever he went to the door. Now, the reason he went to the door was because occasionally the milkman used to come round with little things to feed him. And he'd, the door would open and the door would sound like this. <laughs> the milkman would say, Good morning, little Ben. What can I give you? And little Ben said, Of course. Little Ben said, Thank you very much, Milk. <laughs> At this moment, down the stairs, boom, 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 came Nanny. <laughs> now, Nanny was a six foot gorilla. <laughs> and Nanny said, Squashed <laughs> Ben into 30 little pieces. <laughs> the end. Good night. <laughs> We'll judge, this, we'll judge this one on the volume of applause, having heard the volume of that applause. And <laughs> Graham and Barry, yours is the next one. Who's going to come out Graham's and do, do the noises? Yeah. Graham's going to come out and do the noises. Adjust the headphones. Barry will tell the story. My story is about a wicked troll who lived under a bridge. 
And every time the little uh, goats used to come along the bridge, the troll would jump up and frighten them with this noise. Well, now, uh, getting the roll of that, I can And then the, the little goats would have to throw custard pies at each other and walk backwards along planks with wheelbarrows and all sorts of things. But they, they were not dismayed because they were happy goats and they used to sing all the time. <laughs> they were transistorized goats. And they decided they couldn't get across the bridge unless they found a way of getting past the nasty troll. So the first goat had an idea. He said, why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> the second goat said, no, I've got a better idea. When we go across the bridge, we'll... And the third goat said, I've got the best idea yet. I'm going to go across on my front hooves and go... <laughs> And this they did. Oh, the end. Oh. You finished. I've finished. Yes, professional in every other way. Good. Okay. Now we come to the round, which is called blues, in which I ask the members of each team to improvise a blues, taking alternate lines, and accompanied by Dave Lee at the piano, of course. The subject for their blues given by the opposing team. So, Graham and Barry, will you give Tim and Bill the subject for their blues, please? Yes, it's the last tango in Paris, blues. <laughs> Tim and uh, <laughs> Bill, if you'll give the subject now for Barry and Graham. The Abominable Snowman. Blues. <laughs> Good, and we move on to good, the round. Good. 
an exaggeration. Adequate. Good uh, applies to the fact that we're going to move on to the next round. <laughs> nothing that happened in the last round. In this next round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story. The members of each team will have to divide the story to fit their particular payoff line. I shall then start one of you off working towards your punchline, and then I shall press the buzzer to give a moment, and a member from the opposing team will have to take over the story, but work towards his punchline. And uh, <laughs> if you take... I'll read your punchlines at dictation speed if you'll take them down. For you and... <laughs> Smooth talk. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kill and Bill. Kill and Bill, your, your line. I've given you the short one. <laughs> you do the short one. Quote, last one Holmes a sissy, unquote. Said King Kong. <laughs> Quote, and that goes for you to vicar. <laughs> For you two vicars, is that right? For you two, comma, vicar. Oh, sorry. Only one vicar. So the night is young. <laughs> John Stanley. Right, are you ready, Barry and Graham, for your punchline? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Quote again. You're not so... You're not so bad yourself, cheeky, unquote. You're not... Sorry, have you not so bad yourself? Cheeky. Oh, I, I forget that word. You're not so bad yourself, cheeky. <laughs> And the path keeper oh. squashed a donut in the headmaster's face. I wasn't there, I tell you. <laughs> I've been reading my mail again. <laughs> the headmaster. Timmerville, you've had the longest time to uh, think about starting the story, so, Philotti, will you start? Uh -huh. The story begins many years ago in the town of New York, where the residents been having a lot of trouble with a giant gorilla by the name of King Kong who was out one morning and he saw a vicar dancing in Central Park oh it's me isn't it? um, King Kong from his lofty perch <coughs> observed the park keeper <laughs> approach the dancing vicar What was that? said the park keeper. Passing headmaster observed that King Kong had fallen off the Empire State Building onto the dancing vicar. Man killed him dead. <laughs> yes. A swarm of vicars arrived on the <laughs> to help their fellow sufferer. King Kong let out an expletive. <laughs> Which echoed rough <laughs> New York knocking houses, skyscrapers, one people for six. An English expression. <laughs> Having said this, King Kong turned on his heels and started a dance. And he said, Come on, you. This frightened the vicars so much, they all fled down Fifth Avenue, pausing only at a collar boutique, and disappeared and left face to face in Central Park, uh, where the headmaster and the park keeper. It's a boring job, said the park keeper, this. So is my... And so I shall pack it in <laughs> and become a vicar. <laughs> Which is what he did immediately, no, and joined the rest of them dancing in Central Park. Now, what they didn't know was that King Kong, being a gorilla, as a lot of um, gorillas have, had a... Um, <laughs> slightly sort of... Yeah, the penchant. He did have a penchant. In Paris. I've seen it, yes. Yeah. yes, yes. Had a penchant for... Uh, vicar, 
Is he? Uh, insofar as he was deeply in love with gentlemen of the cloth. And donuts. <laughs> Pausing only to raid a nearby donut factory, King Kong hurried back to the park, thrust a bag of donuts into the park keeper's hand, saying, <laughs> Take this one, baby. It's an expression he'd learnt in kindergarten. <laughs> At that moment, King Kong rattled on his chest. <laughs> By this time, of course, the park keeper turned vicar had been defrocked due to uh, an incident we won't go into here. He'd been defrocked in the interim and was back in the park. And he and the headmaster, as before, were getting on famously. Seeing the donuts, he roguishly started to throw them about the park. <laughs> and the headmaster said, Gosh, you're cute. Gosh, you're cute. <laughs> said the headmaster to King Kong and said, and King Kong said, well, um, <coughs> yes, you're very cute too, headmaster, but I do prefer vicars. And uh, the vicar said, well, there's nothing strange about me. I certainly don't prefer gorillas. And King Kong said, well, there's one way to tell, because people who prefer gorillas are extremely slow runners. And he said, we can prove Oh, that was so close. <laughs> close, but irrelevant. <laughs> At that moment, the park keeper started to scare that there had been a, an outbreak of Dutch gorilla disease in <laughs> <laughs> And the area had to be cleared of all gorillas. Closely followed by an outbreak of Dutch vicar disease. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the park was left in the custody of the headmaster and the park keeper. You did that. <laughs> Meanwhile in Holland. <laughs> oh, wow. Which, which does not concern this story, I'll tell you later. The two are getting on famously, as I said. You're very cute, said the headmaster. You're not supposed... You're not supposed to talk about that, so he didn't. And King Kong went back to, to explain to the vicar how you could tell if um, a person fancied gorillas. He said, you see, the point is that they're very slow runners. Excellent. So you prove it by running the same distance. So you can all run to my home, and you will find out that the last one home is Sissy. Said King Kong and The last one home was the park keeper. Who was just beaten by the headmaster. You did that pretty well, said the headmaster. You're not so bad yourself, Cheeky. And the park keeper squashed a donut in the headmaster's face. Boring, but honest. Excellent. And now we arrive at the point in the program where I ask the teams to give their arrivals at the historian's ball. To start with you, Tim Brooke Taylor. Oh, dear. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> Nakata. Oh, <laughs> their daughter, Maggie Nakata. <laughs> Closely followed by her close friend, Ronnie Mead. Quarter past twelve. Mr. and Mrs. Red the Unready. <laughs> their daughter, Ethel, Red the Unready. Followed <laughs> by Mr. and Mrs. The Eights I Am. <laughs> Hen Harry, the eighth I am. <laughs> Mr. Amity's Roman Empire and their Chinese nephew, Holy Roman Empire. Followed <laughs> by a relation, Mr. and Mrs. Decline and Fall of the Roman Empire. <laughs> and 
Hand bear gibbons, die kleinen Vogel. Mr. Mrs. Sorry, your pardon. No. No, only Mr. in the doorway. Enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> every minute of it. Mr. and Mrs. Obite Uprising and their son, Jack Obite Uprising. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Robinson <laughs> and their fireplace, Alfred the Great. <laughs> and, and their butler, Hastings. <laughs> and, and, their, and their boxer, Rebellion. <laughs> Clever. Clever. <laughs> not funny, but clever. clever. <laughs> From France, also not funny, but foreign. <laughs> Monsieur et Madame. Sans architecture. <laughs> and my son, René. Sans architecture. Uh, and I show. Mr. and Mrs. War. <laughs> and their son, with an unfortunate disability. Seven years war. <laughs> and here, rushing in from ancient Egypt and those parts there about, a right team of losers, I can tell you. <laughs> Think I know them. <laughs> yes, I do. Mesopotamia. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're Babylon. <laughs> I know I should get out without winning, but I have no taste for these things. <laughs> and uh, you know her of the Coldies. The Coldies. And yes, that's right. And uh, and her dead sea scrolls. <laughs> her dad. Her dad. Dead. Her dad. Dead. General and Mrs. Gordon and their car too. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Calcutta. Oh. And their son of indeterminate origin, Black Olaf Calcutta. Unbeatable. <laughs> How many more do we need? None. <laughs> in that case... <laughs> oh, no, not in that case. In this case. Mr. and Mrs. of London. And their daughter, Tara. Of London. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Giscan and their daughter Jane Giscan. Genghis. Oh, Genghis. I don't understand that one. Mr. and Mrs. Needle. And their daughter Cleopatra Needle. Mr. and Mrs. Furniture and their daughter Queen Anne. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. and Mrs. Wolf and their boss, some tea party. <laughs> Welcome, return. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, another member of the war family. Good lad. All the faith in the United States, American Civil War. <laughs> they always say, ladies and gentlemen, stop when you're winning, but we're going to stop now. <laughs> I'll give you the score next week. So from all of us, goodbye. <laughs>